you guys. Thanks for listening today. This is Heidi St. John. You have found me at the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Monday, the 25th of March. This is the day that I head out in my minivan from Portland, Oregon to Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about homeschooling and whether or not it's a choice for you. Answering a question from my friend Tina at today's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys know that I'm on the road right now with my family. I hope you guys will come out to see us in Nashville. Please pray for us as we drive across the country. Uh, we have done this for many years with our kids. We've done it in motorhomes. We've done it in vans. This year, we're just taking our regular family van uh, because we're just down to four kids. I can't even believe I just said that. We're down to four kids at home now. And uh, so we'll be driving across the country, pulling our little trailer. And uh, we'd appreciate your prayers just for safety, uh, that we get along. <laughs> And that it would just be a good time for our family. Lots of stuff going on, of course, in in our lives like they are in yours. And uh, we've really been praying specifically that God would give us uh, a precious time together as a family for the next three and a half weeks that we'll be on the road. So appreciate your prayers for that. Also wanted to let you know we're getting ready to start a brand new study over at MomStrong International. That will start a week from today. On April 1st, the study is going to be on discernment. And now's a good time. You can download the scripture writing challenge. If you're a member at MomStrong International, you can also get cursive. You guys know I'm a huge fan. Teach your kids cursive. If they don't know cursive, they're not going to be able to read the documents that our founding fathers wrote. So uh, lots and lots of reasons why we love to teach our kids cursive. But you can find scripture writing challenge both in manuscript and in cursive if you're a member. It's just $2 and some change. And it's a huge support to this ministry if you'll join us over there at momstronginternational.com, where we're going to teach you how to prioritize the study of God's word in your life so you can learn it, live it, and lead with it. All right, today's question comes from a listener. Her name is Tina. Hey, Tina. Woot, woot. Shout out to you, girl. Uh, She says, Heidi, how do I decide between public school and homeschool? My child is doing so well in public school, but I feel led to homeschool. However, he brings such chaos to our family, and it's nice to have him gone during the day for a little piece. So first of all, Tina, can I just say I really appreciate your honesty. I really appreciate that uh, because we all have kids. We all have that child, right? That it's they, they bring an element of chaos with them whenever they come into a room or come into a situation. Um, but I something uh, struck me in your question that I want to just throw back at you, because honestly, I think you've already answered your own question. So you said, I really feel led to homeschool. Can I just tell you that most of us who have said that, it has been the Holy Spirit that has really put it on our heart. And many of you have heard me share my story about homeschooling. I did not want to homeschool. I drug my feet. I went into it kicking and screaming, but I knew that God was asking me to do this. And this was, you know, over 20 years ago, when the public schools weren't in chaos, which they really are now in many respects. And so the re- the way that you decide between public school and homeschooling is really it's by taking it to the Lord. And I'm here to tell you right now, God will help you. He really will help you. He'll help you no matter what's going on in your home. Uh, it'll help you with the struggles that are going to lie ahead of you. But this to me is about the heart of your child and what God is asking you to do. So for me at this point, I would tell you, of course, in hindsight, I can say this, but I would say, ooh, really easy. It wasn't easy for me at the time. It was an act of obedience. But I want you to know, Tina, it was the hardest 
best decision that we ever made to keep our seven children home and homeschool them. And God will give you grace. And I'm telling you, uh, he's working powerfully in the homeschool movement. And so uh, I just, I always encourage parents uh, to keep your kids home if at all possible, particularly if the Lord is laying on your heart. But there's a problem that I want to address because I, I heard this from another, another listener. She wrote in and she said, Dear Heidi, you know, I've been around some homeschool moms lately who seem to be making homeschooling an idol in their lives. I don't want to fall into the same trap. How can I keep from doing this? Right. So I want to address both of these things today because I think they're both worth addressing. First of all, the Bible says in Proverbs 9, uh, verses 10 to 12, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as parents, what we want for our children to have is not knowledge. They don't need more knowledge. Knowledge is everywhere, right? Knowledge is, that's what Google is for, right? They don't need more, more more knowledge. They need to know how to apply that knowledge. And when you learn how to rightly apply knowledge, you begin to get wisdom. And that's what we want our children to, to get. And the Bible teaches us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that tells me as a mother that the place I need to start educating my children is in God's word. It is teaching them to fear the Lord, not in a, I'm afraid of you kind of fear, but in a healthy fear that God, he's our savior. God is the one that we go to. He's the Lord. And so that's why I say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We want to start there, but it can easily become an idol. And I think when we think of idol worship, we often picture, you know, the, uh, the golden calf, right? Or we picture the the Tower of Babel, those people were worshiping that. Or we, or we picture, you know, Daniel in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who wouldn't bow to the idol of the king. But listen, you guys, Satan is actually sneakier than that. And he can use anything to make our love for God grow lukewarm or even cold. And he can use our children. He can use homeschooling. And I have seen people make homeschooling an idol, and I want to encourage you away from that today. Um, you, we've all heard the story of Abraham and Isaac, right? Um, Isaac was the answer to a promise that God made to Abraham in his old age. And I, I can only imagine how elated, how ecstatic Abraham and Sarah would have felt uh, when they looked at Isaac for the first time. And, and Abraham, I'm imagining him holding that precious boy in his arms. Isaac was born after years of anguish and waiting. He was the child of a promise and he was sleeping in their arms, a, a solid reality. And is it any wonder that Abraham's love for his son grew to exceed his love for anything or anyone else? Is it any wonder that can easily happen to us? That can easily happen. In counterfeit gods, a book by Tim Keller, he explained how this happened. He said, previously, Abraham's meaning in life had been dependent on God's word. Now it was becoming dependent on Isaac's love and well-being. The center of Abraham's life was shifting. God was not saying you cannot love your son, but that you must not turn a loved one into a counterfeit God. Now, Keller went on to say that if anyone puts a child in place of the one true God, it creates an idolatrous love that will eventually smother the child and strangle the relationship. And as the title of Keller's book implies, idolatry is an insidious forgery 
of a genuine parent love. And we can, we can, this can easily happen. It can absolutely happen in homeschooling, but I've seen it happen everywhere. I would say that we, what we just saw happen on college campuses not too long ago was really a form of idolatry. It was idolatry that, uh, that made these parents put the needs and wants rather of their children above a process that that child needed to follow in order to gain admission into the University of Southern California. It's idolatry. So how can we know if our kids have become an idol or if homeschooling has become an idol? I'm going to go through a couple of things really quickly with you that hopefully will encourage you uh, today to recognize maybe if this is happening in your own life. So the first one is when your identity is found in that thing. So if your identity is found in motherhood or if your identity is found in, let's say, um, homeschooling <laughs> or your identity is found in, in the, and this thing that you do, um, then you can, that's, you, that's a pretty good indication that you're on your way to having it be an idol in your life. Listen, if it causes us to rely on our own strength and it takes the glory for ourselves rather than give it to God, it's an idol. And I think sometimes in homeschooling, that certainly is the case. And I've actually seen it in public school too, where parents are so dead set on this is the way to educate that it becomes all about that. And we have to be all about obeying God. Now in the culture today, I would say, and you've, you guys have heard me say this before, I think in the public school system, the barn is on fire. And so at what point do you say, the barn's on fire, let the horses out? I don't know. I, I think it's now, but that's just my opinion. I also know of good people who love the Lord who have chosen to keep their kids in school. I don't want my belief that homeschooling is the best option for parents to become an idol in my life. And so I've got to constantly be doing self-evaluation. Parents, ask yourself the question, is my desire to protect my child stronger than my desire to see him grow to be the man or the woman that God has called him or her to be? That's a that's an important question that we need to be asking ourselves. The next thing I want to, uh, the next sign that might you might have an idol in your life is if you demonize anyone who disagrees with you. So the other day I did a podcast on uh, embryo and embryo adoption, and I be, I believe that I said in the podcast I'm not sure on this, but here are some things that I have observed. And man, you guys, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but some of you are downright mean to me after that basically demonized me because I disagreed with your position. As believers, we shouldn't do that. We should say, hey, think what, you know, I want to encourage you to think about this, but the minute you demonize somebody because they, they choose not to homeschool or you don't talk to them anymore because they don't do what you do or they don't go to your denomination, pretty sure it's an idol in your life. And God's got to do some heart work to keep us from getting to that place. I have been in this place many times in my life. And every time I get there, the Lord smacks me down. Not good for me. It's not good for the people who in my family, not good for my children, not good for podcast listeners. We don't want to demonize someone who disagrees with us. Now it's different. You know, obviously you, you take a stand on something and we want to take a, a stand and we want our stand to be a biblical stance. But some of these things that we argue about have no foundation in, in, um, in the Bible. Some of these things that we're struggling about, and I think embryo adoption, not trying to hurt your feelings, ladies, I think embryo adoption falls into this category. This is not how God intended for us to reproduce. It's not addressed in the Bible. Nowhere in God's word do we read, you know, when you have a frozen embryo, we don't read that. And so we're, we're, we're stuck with this ethical and moral dilemma of what do we do? And I think good Christians can disagree. I think we can still work our way through it our opinions should be based on scripture. And we want to refrain from demonizing people just because they disagree. 
All right. So we say that all the time, like in, in, in homeschool circles, well, people will, you know, talk about you behind your back or they're unkind to you. Or you know that someone's when someone's talking about you, you walk into the gym and moms turn to each other and they whisper, we, we got to knock that off. It's not helping, right? Next one is we overlook a weakness in our own approach. So let's say we have an approach to something, but we've overlooked a weakness in that approach because we're unwilling to see it. This is the person who takes homeschooling and it becomes an idol and they're unwilling to say, yeah, sometimes it, it can get hard. Sometimes we do have hard days. There have been moments when I was like, well, looks like you're going to have to get another teacher for algebra because I'm not that that girl. Don't be afraid to look a weakness in of your approach right in the eye. Don't overlook it. If you overlook weaknesses, it's a sign that it's an idol. We saw this happen in the Bible over and over again. Um, oh, for goodness sake, King David is a great example. In 1 Kings chapter 1, when the Bible records that he didn't have the will to discipline their kids, not even by asking them why they were doing a thing they were doing. He couldn't bear to discipline his children. He was willfully overlooking their weaknesses. And I'm telling you, parents, when we overlook the weaknesses in our child, we do it to their peril and to their future and also to ours, right? The last thing is that we we leave our first love. In other words, and this is very easy for us to do, very easy to leave our first love if we've made something an idol. And maybe that idol is homeschooling. Maybe that's mothering. And the mothering becomes more important. And pretty soon we're not having quiet time. We're not studying the word of God anymore. That's why I founded Mom Strong International was because I saw so many mothers uh, weak in their knowledge of God's word and weak in their walk with the Lord. And the enemy is having a field day with us. So don't leave your first love. So those things, you guys know my love for acrostics. Those things just spelled out what word? Idol. Um, When your identity is found there, that's I. When you demonize people who disagree with you, that's D. When you overlook weaknesses in your approach, that's O. And when you leave your first love, that's L. It's an idol, all right. So I want you to be thinking, leaving your first love, what makes you happy? What makes your soul sing? For those of us who are uh, men and women of the living God, walking in right relationship with the Lord, hearing from the Lord, that should make our souls sing. Not that these other things are bad, but we don't want to have them take the place of God. Remember I said, if something causes me to rely on my own strength, in other words, I just go, well, homeschooling, I, you know, my kids are going to be amazing because I did this and I did that and I found this amazing curriculum. So, so then I'm, now I'm relying on my own strength and I'm taking the glory for myself rather than giving it to God bam, you got yourself an idol. All right, be careful. In Jeremiah 2, verse 13, it says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and have hewn out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns, which cannot hold water. Which cannot hold water. Don't dig a cistern for yourself. Homeschooling can become a cistern that we dig, and I'm telling you what, it it doesn't hold water in and of itself. So keep the main thing the main thing. Men and women, learn how to pray like your life depends on it because it does. Because it does. So I just want to encourage you, uh, walk with the Lord, listen to what he's saying to you, and don't be afraid to uh, point other people uh, back to the Lord. Don't be afraid to say, hey, listen, my hope is in the Lord. God will bless it. 
Hope you guys have been encouraged by the podcast. I want to just let you know that I'm going to be at Teach Them Diligently. If you have not checked out Teach Them Diligently, you can find them at teachthemdiligently.com. I will be at almost every Teach Them Diligently this season. There's a couple that I'm missing. I know some of you are bombed. Uh, I'm missing Atlanta and I'm missing Colorado because I had previous engagements, but I believe in what they're doing. Um, It's a wonderful place for you to get discipled, for you to teach your children, uh, for you to get encouraged. There's a children's program. I think you're going to love it. I am going to be at Teach Them Diligently Nashville this weekend. Come on out. You can actually save some money on your registration by using the code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, and the number 12 at checkout. So do it and come on out and see me in Nashville. Uh, Next weekend, I'll be at Answers for Women for the Sacred Conference at Answers in Genesis in Hebron, Kentucky. And then after that, we'll be at Teach Them Diligently in Waco. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, we love it if you leave reviews for the podcast. You can do that by going to iTunes and join me. Grab your friends, join me for a study on discernment. I think it's going to open your eyes and encourage you. That's happening next month, all month at MomStrong International for just $2 and some change every week. Uh, We're going to help you prioritize the study of God's Word and grow strong in your relationship with Him. We can't pass on what we don't possess, so let's possess and know the Word of God. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Thank you.